And welcome to the 20th wow. <laughs> uh, Youssef uh, Shaheen podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm amazed that we're at the 20th, but we've still got a long way to go. Yeah, <laughs> we're only about halfway through. <laughs> yes. uh, so uh, today, uh, Richard, you know, with his uh, immense research skills, actually found a copy with French uh, subtitles of Women Without Men. Mm -hmm. uh, so the uh, title... Uh, in Egyptian is um, uh, Nisai Villa Regal. Uh, but uh, uh, in English, it's got uh, two, two titles, actually. Uh, Women Without Men. And then um, in Fawal's book on uh, Shaheen, uh, it's listed as uh, Only Women. So uh, mm. either of those uh, titles, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, um, what was your overall impression, Richard? Uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. So, it's, it's again, it's very early Shaheen, and it, it's um, it's the film he made immediately before uh, the first one we saw, the, the 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 Blazing Sky or the Blazing Sun or whatever it's called. Um, yeah. it, so, between Barbara Amin and this one, I think he made another. There were three films between the, those two, which we've which actually are all online, but not with. Um, subtitles we can understand so we, we for now we have to skip those um but but yeah no it's, it's good and, and this is clearly the uh, you know it's the shaheen of the last half of Paparamin, not the shaheen of the first half of Paparamin that's made this film yeah. um so yeah I, I i really enjoyed it i i i loved it um it's you can see there's a glossy aspirational dimension to the film that i love it looks kind of like, you know, whatever the Egyptian equivalent of an MGM film mm. is. <laughs> yeah, it you're right. It's kind of like this of... glossy musical and, and um, yes. yeah, you know, these kind of lavish kind of... sets and amazing, you know, swooping camera work and yeah. yes, it's got it's got that aspirational uh, uh, dimension in terms of the houses, the costumes, mm. the makeup, the hairdos. Right. And and the film self references uh, all of that. Mm. And then in terms of the production values, it's got, you know, like a real glossiness. Yeah. You could see that there's been a lot of work done on the makeup, on the clothes, on the lighting. Yeah. Mm. And it, it pays off. It's kind of like a pleasure to watch in a way. Uh, in some ways, you know, more so than some of his later films, which are more improv improvisational and imaginative and, you know, and the latter are better films, mm. you know, but this thing about having like stately production values, you know, is such a pleasure. And actually, I think, you know, one uh, rare in relatively undeveloped countries, yeah, yes. like, you know, if you see some of the Spanish films of the era and, you know, you have these grand houses and you keep thinking, 
this is what they thought was grand. (laughs) 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 So I enjoyed it uh, very much. Um, Do you want to maybe tell the story before we continue so kind of people who are listening can follow us a bit? Yeah, so it kicks off, there's a... So uh, there's a a struggle between a father and a son. So uh, the, 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 the opening scene... The son is uh, dealing with a, a fire in, in a factory or something. The father is hosting a party with the son's wife, and the son's wife is, is quite westernised. The son's wife is drinking and dancing. The son comes home and is angry. They they then leave and go and stay with his with the son's aunt, so the the, the father's sister, um, who is very uh, very traditional. She has, um, after, I, I couldn't quite work out whether her husband's died or, or, or left her, but she's, you know, shut up in this house with her five daughters. And yes. It reminded me of Lorca. Yeah. yeah, this is what I thought, the house of Bernardo Alba. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It, it, I mean, I, I've, clearly that's where the plot comes from. Because uh, <laughs> that, that is kind of the plot. The, the, yeah. The, the, yeah, it's like Bernardo Alba, but it's a musical comedy, you know. Yes. <laughs> so um, and, and it's played for laughs. Yeah, yeah. So they so yeah, they they're shut up in the house. No men are allowed in, but they they allow the the nephew to 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 to, to come in, and then that then you know stirs up a hornet's nest of of, of lust and emotion, and and uh, you know with hilarious consequences kind of thing. Meanwhile, the, the and the son then stands for election against the father and and it's all about you know the struggle between generations and modernity and traditionalism and so on and so on. Yes. Some of the themes that we are now familiar with from Shaheen but what I thought was interesting was also that in this very early film in which Shaheen himself appears I don't know if you noticed. Oh no I didn't. No. Yeah well I'll put up stills from that because there's a scene in the bar where he just hovers behind the protagonist, <coughs> right? Oh, right, okay. Uh, Bit of a Hitchcock yeah, style so, cameo. <laughs> so he's, you know, he's making his Hitchcock appearance. Yeah. Because he's supposedly, he's in Paparamine as well, but we didn't spot him. So maybe yeah, he did that Yeah, well, at him. that point, probably we didn't know what he looked like, yeah. but now we do. Yeah. You know, and uh, I will I will include this in the blog post. Yeah. Um, but you see so many of his concerns already appearing in this form. Mm. Uh, uh, in this, you know, early glossy musical. So on the one hand, there's the question of tradition versus modernity, right? Uh, and which he does it in a very interesting way, because in fact, it's the father who's more modern, <clears throat> yeah, and more accepting of, you know, changes in society and, you know, the w- the women's right to sing and dance and be seen in public. Yeah. And it's the son who starts off as you know very conservative about you know gender rights uh uh, but you know who accuses the father that he should be thinking more about the conditions of his workers Mm. yeah than you know about being in nightclubs so kind of those things are kind of split along generational lines right yeah and they recur kind of uh uh, later on and they're reconciled yeah later on yeah, but it's an interesting kind of split mm. yeah, that the film makes uh, at the beginning. So, uh, you know, there's a concern with workers' rights, uh, with, you know, there's also a, um, a kind of a concern with, with change, with, you know, uh, uh, the notion of Egypt as a nation mm. and, you know, kind of to do what's right, uh, the problems of corruption, right, and how they're preventing kind of modernity, Right. Uh, And it's also a very unusual film 
in the sense that you know the poster if you see the poster it's it's the two women who are protagonists mm. right the wife and the daughter who wants to be the wife yeah well, yeah you know uh, which that fascinated me as well because how could you marry someone without divorcing the other one but presumably in Egypt you could mm. <laughs> yeah yeah I think you know you could divorce by just saying I disavow you yeah or whatever, yeah right because actually that's what he says that's what he threatens at the beginning of the film in the house is mm. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll disavow you or uh, so um, so anyway that was all very interesting but what I also found uh, from l looking at the credits more closely is that it's it's the film is produced by Mary Queenie films, mm. right? So the star, yeah, the daughter uh, who is married, yeah, yeah, uh, is uh, the producer of this film, yeah. yeah, which I thought I thought was fascinating. Which is, is what happened again with Jamila, the Algerian, exactly. Yeah, right. And, and I get to an extent with with the uh, Delida film, I guess. But um... well, I'm sure Delida had you know quite a say. Yeah. Um, as well. But anyway, I thought that, you know, so that's an interesting thing. And maybe it's not as contradictory as we think it mm. is that, you know, uh, because actually w what the film also shows you is that, is that, you know, this woman who is cloistered and who runs the house like an army sergeant is obviously a very powerful woman and a very powerful landowner. Mm. And, yeah, kind of. You know, so I within this very patriarchal culture that's very gendered and, you know, where like, uh, you know, certain uh, old fashioned good women wouldn't show themselves in public. Mm. Nonetheless, privately, they wield a lot of power. Yeah. 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 Did um, you did you look at that article I found about the lesbian subtext? No, in it? I, I, I sent you a link. Uh, but yeah, it's called uh, a woman's closet is her castle. Lesbian subtext and corrective pretext in women without men. And, and um it, it it gives some of this background to uh, uh, Marie Queen uh, Marie Queenie. Sorry, uh, she basically hired Shaheen to to um, make the film, um, and uh, yeah. But no, it's very interesting. In the I, I, I haven't had a chance to read it properly, but uh, but yeah, you can link, link to it from the blog because it's very um, yeah, very interesting. In the yeah, the normal Shaheen gay subtext. This article claims there is a lesbian subtext in this. Uh, but, this film. but did you spot it? I I wasn't so aware of it, but yeah, um, I guess if if you if you're looking for it, it's there. But. Okay, well, I will read the article because yeah. I mean it definitely has um, a matriarchal thing, mm. you know, a world ruled by women for much of the film, in which yeah. uh, the man is there under duress and as a guest mm. only. Um, and the struggles, in a way, all end up being, for the most part of the film, between women. Yeah, so obviously, yeah. I think the film has to follow certain conventions and all of that changes at the end, and at the end, they all practically get married. Yeah, right? yeah. But in between, there's all these other kind of elements yeah, uh, that yeah. I think are very, very interesting. Yeah, there's, uh, there's one, I, one bit this article talks about is the the scene between the mother and the daughter where the one about men are, men are snakes and the snake who yes. made me is your father um, <laughs> <laughs> describes <laughs> that scene as uh, 
the lines her mother and sister deliver sound like they are pulled out of a really bad 1950s lesbian pulp novel written by a man. Oh, hang on a second. That's exactly what they are. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's a fun article. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll, you know, I shall read it and I yeah. shall in, uh, include it in the post. It's, uh, it's not something <clears throat> that's screamed out at me, no, I must no. say. Uh, uh, Particularly because you know, all so, the, yeah, the, the, the girls all end up with men, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. But also, you know, um, I mean, I mean, what I did get and what I did appreciate was a house, you know, that was women only, mm. right? But of course, it also had that Lorcan macabre uh, sordidness, right? Yeah, yeah. That, you know, kind of... It was done through hatred and repression rather than, you know, like Wonder Woman as a, you know, as, mm. a, as a positive yeah, kind yeah. of choice. Right. And it, uh, it was almost a, a bit of a I mean, there wasn't a religious argument given there, but it was kind of reminiscent of, of the kind of you know, fundamentalist idea you know, that you know, Christianity versus Islam, where, you know, they were very, very the women were very segregated and not not going to mix with men. And, and uh I don't know. I mean, I can't help but like just read it through my own culture, right? Mm. And you know, there were many elements, even architecturally, that were familiar to me. Yeah, right? yeah. So you know, the uh, door, the window frames where you can peek outside, but they yeah. get the sun out. Yeah. And so you know, the women have access to the outside, but they can remain safely inside. Yeah, yeah. You know, all of those things. I think is is part of a larger. Mediterranean culture, really, mm. you know, I mean, obviously, um, there's, you know, there is an Arab dimension, but um, the feel, the film doesn't feel as if, you know, uh, as if the gender issue is much different than it would be in most Mediterranean mm. countries yeah, of yeah. the period, right? Uh, uh, and I thought, I thought, I just thought that was very interesting. But what was most interesting to me was the mixture of genres. Mm. So, you know, it's a musical, right? But the film is also a melodrama. Yeah. And it is also a social conscience film and a, and a, and a social problem. Mm. problem yeah. Uh, kind yeah, of, and yeah. the way that, the, you know, that all of that is mixed together. I think it's very enjoyable as well. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I mean, there's some elements of like screwball comedy as well with some of the, you know, kind of almost slapstick stuff going on, and uh, it's, it's very deft. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I wrote a note saying oh, it's a film about rhythm and tone, mm. right? Because you know he really has studied like Hollywood films, and so you know kind of some of the laughs are done just the way the women go down the stairs. I right? love there's I mean, that rhythm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love there's a few points where, I mean, the first time that the, when the, 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 the nephew appears in the house and someone screams, there's, there's a man. And then you see all the, all the heads pop out of the door <laughs> in unison. <laughs> yes. It's just a really great scene. And then later yeah. on when another man appears and they all, they all kind of glide downstairs together and then see, Oh, it's him. Oh, we're not interested. Yes. And then, wander off you know but yeah it's really really or lots of scenes like that there was a great shot at the beginning where it kind of opens on a these three bald men's heads uh yes. together <laughs> and, sort of, and then they then they, then they part in like a kind of buzzly buzzly berkeley kind of thing you know it's yeah it's really really interesting film 
I mean, he really knows how to tell a story cinematically, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and he's very conscious of pleasure at this point in his career. So, you know, the way that the film begins is it starts with this fabulous, you know, musical number in this luxurious mm -hmm. cabaret, right, where we're with people beautifully dressed and with fabulous jewels and, you know, and so on. And by the end of the sequence, you know, you have a truck coming on. There's a fire, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. There's all this spe spectacular kind of excitement. And then, of course, like, you know, it's a narrative point. Everything's changed. The factory is burned down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and that sparks the trouble between the father and the son, right? Mm. So I thought that was kind of just, uh, you know, exciting. Yeah, amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so it's, it's almost too much. Yeah, but it's 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 too much that doesn't bother me. That mm. I, I like kind of uh, watching that. Really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I I also thought it was um, very skillful in terms of choices, right? So there were some close-ups that you just thought, oh my god, these are like such judicious close-ups. They're so you know they're so well deployed, mm. right? Yeah, uh, and they make a kind of a dramatic point. And also, I was very impressed by their plastic beauty. Yeah, so, you know, the eldest daughter who falls in love with, uh, yeah, the protagonist, mm. right? Um, you know, she's wearing, which I thought was ironic, because, you know, she's wearing that 1940s style hairdo with, you know, the hair piled up. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and she gets these extraordinarily beautiful close-ups with, you know, the the, the makeup meticulous mm. and so on. And then, of course, when she's transformed into a modern woman, yeah. all of that goes out, right? Yeah. You know, she lets her hair down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And people don't recognize her. Oh, my God, it's you. It's, <laughs> it's you, yeah. But she, I thought she looked fabulous, you know, before. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, uh, uh I mean, I suppose one of the things is the earlier hairdo looks 40. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, um, but I thought that was very interesting. What did you think of the musical numbers? Because, again, there are three or four major musical mm. numbers. Really liked them. I mean, and, again, they, they were sort of staged really well, a bit, a bit like the musical numbers in Barbara Amin, you know, very sort of elaborate, you know, MGM musical-style staging, really. Um, and much more accomplished than his musical sequences in the later films interestingly absolutely it um, made me wonder so he clearly knew how to do it so you know obviously it's a choice to have that amateurishness oh unless know? he was i don't know who yeah maybe he was working with a better choreographer um well but it's not just that because i mean the thing about the musical numbers here is they're grand mm. and expensive, you know, and some of them have lots of dancers and yeah, lots of yeah. musicians and lots of lighting, right? And they're all terrific. So this idea of having a musical number between two people in a clearly, um, what well, is clearly a set and that it's not disguised as a set, it's mm. almost ex it's expressionist. And that the two don't necessarily dance or sing very well. That must have been a choice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, here it just looks terrific. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and it sounds terrific and it's rhythmic and, you know, it feels like a big glossy musical, which, you know, to me adds to the value and the rarity of these films. Mm. Because, 
you know, I mean, again, you know, if you look at the films of Spain of this period, you don't see anything like this. No, I mean, no. you know, you see, you see beautiful musical numbers, like, you know, because, I mean, sometimes it's very talented individuals, but often it's just them singing alone <laughs> yeah, on top yeah. of a, a mountain <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, but this idea of all of these dancers, you know, with all of these musicians in a huge cabaret setting, right? Mm. It's very glossy and glamorous, yeah? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wonder whether, because at this stage, he's presumably working within a well i don't know whether it would be within a studio system but but within a within conventional egyptian cinema compared to the later films that were more independent and more kind of art house whether he's working comparatively you know in 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 contemporary monetary terms with with a with a bigger budget and that that's why he can do these more elaborate scenes because also the I mean, I mean, yeah, the 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 fire at the beginning was really effective as well and much much yes. better effects than again that he achieved later on um, yes it's shocking to realize that he's 27. Yeah, yeah. When he made this film, yeah. Mm. I mean that, and and it's not even his first film. No. Right. So uh, it's it's incredibly young to have done something so incredibly accomplished. Uh, it's his fifth film. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. At the age of 27. Uh, and he was and... pushing, you know, a couple of films out a year at this point. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a film that really works. So I have a, a, a comment that I want to read, and this is from, from Malik Khoury mm. uh, from uh, the Arab National Project in Youssef Shaheen's uh, cinema, where he says he, he doesn't talk about this film in particular. And actually, it's very interesting because the two books that I have on Shaheen, none of them, I mean, I think Khoury uh, mentions the film but doesn't talk about it. Yeah. And the other, uh, uh, and Malik Khoury, it's not even in his index. So um, so it's very interesting. So, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Fawaz is not even in the index. Mm. Uh, so Malik Khoury writes, many of the melodramas and musicals are very popular, favorites amongst Egyptian and Arab uh, movie audiences, mm. and reflected Shaheen's genuine love for popular American generic traditions. Uh, Shaheen continued to play with and incorporate this love for American popular cinema into his films throughout his career, including some of his most politically astute films of the 1980s, 1990s, and beyond. Some of Shaheen's early popular melodramas and musicals of the 1950s uh, certainly alluded to uh, and uh, uh, criticized uh, the gap between social strata uh, in Egyptian pre-revolutionary society or mo mock the bourgeois lifestyle or describe the workers' environment in a more or less uh, realistic, uh, in quotation marks, fashion. Uh, I think, you know, Women Without Men does all of those things. Mm. I think one can kind of clearly see it. But it's just interesting to me that this film, which I think, you know, is is very rich popular uh, genre cinema isn't given more attention because I think it deserves it. Mm. You know, it's worthy yeah. of it. It's very, um, I mean, it's, it's obviously not a great film in the way that I would argue Alexandria now is or mm. one of the later ones, but it's very um, entertaining. It's very, it's a real pleasure to watch. And in its own way, it can tell us just as much about you know, cinema in Egypt of the period or Egyptian society of the period 
as any of you know the um the 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 richer later works yeah yeah because it's also in the way it kind of combines that american influence and that glossy hollywood musical influence with the egyptian um setting it's much closer to something like you know alexandria why than those later than, than things like you know, those two Sharif melodramas that we've seen, which are very yeah, pure, kind dark of, waters uh, and yeah, yeah, which is sort of purely kind of Egyptian melodrama, you know, I mean, they're great films, but they don't show the range of what he's trying to do, because yeah. this one has, yeah, has, as you say, has elements of melodrama, but also, you know, is in that, you, you can see that Hollywood influence very clearly. Yes. And it's just as much a part of, again, to quote Corey, you know, an an Arab national project mm. as any of the other films. I mean, at the end where they go, you know, kind of, we women, we have to get married because we have to give sons to Egypt <laughs> or, uh, or yeah. children to Egypt, right? I mean, my God, you know, yeah, like, I mean, you might not agree with the idea, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's certainly an idea of, you know, the nation and people's place in it and, yeah, kind of, yeah. that deserves uh, some analysis. But, but certainly by people who are better equipped to give it than us mm. yeah like you know uh, uh but i i feel that it's it's interesting that these films are ignored or at least they're ignored in terms of what i have access to yeah 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 uh though obviously you've you ferreted out kind of an <laughs> interesting article there that I, that i must read yeah because uh, it, it also makes a point uh that the um the the protagonist the you know the the the, you know, the son is called Jamal uh, uh -huh. and he runs an election against his father and he said he represents an Egyptian thinking class yearning for republican freedom uh, obviously his name is Jamal he could be no other than a foil for Jamal Abdel Al, Al Nasser so effectively saying that you know this guy kind of represents Nasser in in, oh, ter right. in terms of his place in politics which is quite quite interesting. Um, that is interesting. Might be overreaching because I don't know how the timelines work, but uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Well, it might also be um, problematic in that if you remember, it's like the father gives away the election to his son. Yeah, he say, he tells the he tells his followers, "Yell, long live!" Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> the son. So, um, and and actually, that says something about you know the cabals and. A class, you know, structure in which kind of, yeah, yeah, it's only people of a particular class that can, you know, has the money to register, to register and run for elections. Yeah, you know, yeah. but also that it can be negotiated, yeah, individually and personally in such a way. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I thought, I thought, I thought it was interesting, but but more importantly, it's genuinely enjoyable, you know. And I'm very sad that there isn't a version with English subtitles. Yeah, because the su the subtitles again, as with Papa, I mean, it, it was clearly, you know, the like vintage subtitles, you know, from the fifties. They weren't, they actually weren't that legible at points, uh, particularly when they were against white stuff. So, you know, it, it wasn't that easy to follow some of the dialogue. Um, but you know, actually, this film was visually, you know, visually, it carried you on, carried you along. But yeah. but yeah, if this, it, it would just be great if this was on Netflix with the others. Um, but I, I now uh, hope you know that somebody will do a full uh, Shaheen uh, retrospective, 
Yeah, mm. calling the BFI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they've ever done it. They, they, so they, they, they've shown, the BFI have shown a couple of his films, I don't, uh, as, like as part of, I think as part of Seasons of Egyptian Cinema, but I don't think they've ever done a Shaheen season, so, so yeah. I thought there was a Shaheen season well, maybe, um, in the early 90s. Maybe, maybe. But there, uh, there's now, you know, there's so many new restorations. I mean, as, as I understand it, virtually everything's been restored. And, um, yeah, but, you, you know, it's not, not available in English or with yeah. English subtitles or with, or with any subtitles. And yet um, it's so easy to do. Yeah. That it feels like a real uh, shame. Uh, so I hope someone uh, picks up on this because I think these films are very, very much worth seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, is there anything else that you want to add? No, I don't think so. It's really, really worthwhile watch. It's, um, yeah, the, the copy we saw was pretty good quality and, and you know, it's nice. It's out there in some form. And, uh, yes. Uh... <laughs> uh, um, yes. Um, we will continue uh, with uh, uh, Shaheen's films. We're going to cover all that we can get access to. Mm. So actually, if any of you are listening uh, and uh, you know you 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 have a link to a, 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 a subtitled in English copy of Women Without Men that we could link to our blog. We would uh, very much appreciate kind of you letting us know where that uh, can be seen. Uh, in the meantime, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we are the Youssef Fahim Podcast. I'm Jose. I'm Richard. Yeah, Thank you.